toughen up, Buttercup, because we don't speak wine ease. Okay, let's go. Rob and Blake from Sierra Strength and Speed are back in the Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody studio, and they've brought a coach along for the workout. So we brought Nate on because he's a volleyball coach. You can be as good a coach as you want, but you can't win the derby on a donkey. Rob, Blake, and Nate are focusing on mentoring today's youth and teaching them that true success comes from preparation, hard work, and overcoming obstacles. This group could be the most open group to ever train. That's something that's going to carry over to the rest of their lives is understanding how slow things come. It's knowing how to work with what you have. Ultimately, it comes down to like vision, too. Jack Daniels is a proud supporter of This Life Ain't For Everybody and of Fit Life, the Living Stronger series, and their positive dedication to health and fitness. Grab your protein shake and get ready to sweat. I can do this. Because Rob, Blake, and Nate's bag of I don't give a craps has run out and they're wanting your all-out commitment starting right now. Hello, guys. Hi, Rob. Welcome. Welcome. We're back. Hello there. Blake. Hello there. And we have a guest today. Yeah. So, it's, so it's Rob, Blake, and we do have a real guest today. His name is Nate. So not that Chad wasn't a real guest, but the, you know this is going to be more on the fitness side. Chad, <laughs> Chad has his own podcast. This is ours. So this is our inaugural double digit podcast wow like, i'm gonna use inaugural twice and wow. this is our inaugural real guest nate welcome nate <laughs> how's it going pretty <laughs> so good we'll get to you in a second nate but i wanted to start with because we'll just get going let's keep going uh you know nevada we'll, we'll start with Oof. some local stuff nevada fired their football coach Bright and early this morning. Bright and early. What do you think? Happy Blake? Friday. Um, <laughs> Happy fucking Friday. I mean, it's always yeah, it's tough. You know, people are losing their jobs and stuff. But at the end of the day, the state of the program, we got four wins in the last two years. Yeah. You know, two and tens. And it seemed pretty. like we got we were getting worse week over week over week over week. I don't know. The program deserves better than that. The fans deserve better than that. Yeah. The boys deserve better than that. They're out there working their tails off. They deserve to be in positions to win every week and. You know, as a coach, that's your responsibility. You got to do your job. At the end of the day, you got to do your job. I got to do mine. Nate's got to do his. You got to do yours. Got to do. And you'll get fired it's, too if you don't do yours. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Stay the program. I think it's the right decision. Sucks to hear, but all right. So now, now we'll let. I didn't know this, but I talked to Nate's wife this morning. They're also looking for a volleyball coach. True so, story. so oh, and wow. that program's been struggling. I didn't know that coach had been there eight years. And yeah. dang, do you know how many winning? seasons he had well i think there was initial like the usual like new coach thing where you yeah. have like the the previous coaches players right yeah, the hangover yeah but those players were athletic and did a lot of good stuff okay he just he had a kind of a run by the way lee's is a good good and it's another like yeah you got yeah. fired and that means like moving and houses yeah, and it's like, it's, oh sucks. god so that's yeah. one thing right and yeah he, yeah but they, they just started to kind of like lose athletes to maybe transfer portals, to injuries, to thing. It just started recruiting started to slide, and that's ultimately what we're talking about, right? Yeah, like, you can be yeah. as good a coach as you want, but if you don't, you can't win the derby on a donkey. Like yeah. you just can't. Yeah, it's just yeah, not, yeah. So need it's, athletes. It's funny. One of one of the coolest coaches I worked for, and this was a small school, but he put a lacrosse program together in like a year and a half. So it was Division Two. Wow, right. He told me flat out, and he did a really good job first year. I mean, they were we went up and actually so we were division two but we went up and played duke and north carolina so some really good lacrosse teams he goes coaching is two things recruiting and scheduling and, and you, you know 
honestly, uh, yeah. you know, there's some truth to it. Right? Accurate. And then what we were talking about earlier, and we'll get into this because I want to hear you. It's it's knowing how to work with what you have, yeah, you yeah. know, because ultimately, you know, sometimes you don't get or you take on a program and you're not going to get everything you want, you right, know, not right away. Yeah. And, and so a good coach has to really go, okay, I'm really weak here and here. So how do I format my team? So those don't show as bad as yeah. I know they are. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how do I, how do I fill <laughs> these spots? So we look like we're decent against these teams who are going to, who are really good at finding holes, Yeah, you know? And, and so I think it's really interesting, but I just, thought we'd start with that to, yeah, to break the ice and yeah and and it is scary i mean i don't want those jobs right where you're right. where you're trying to go okay nope. now where do we go kids and family and right. you know do right. we take a year off and hope something opens up because yeah. yeah it's not it's not an easy gig and i mean that's coaching they, they yeah like they know they're walking into it right yeah it's it's every three years you're planning on going someplace else yeah correct and, and they they're fine with that but at the same time it still sucks oh when you yeah when you don't go somewhere every nine years every three years you stay for nine yeah now you have a yeah. life here yeah it might be worse yeah that might be worse than just yeah, running no. the road yeah, so yeah. then you're like are we gonna do this again yeah <laughs> are we gonna gonna go to southwestern polytechnic <laughs> yeah, exactly all right here we go tijuana start over tijuana tech yes those schools do exist right yeah they do and they will pay you to coach it depends on how much that's true and do the laundry and do the laundry exactly exactly there's nothing wrong with your role grows your, your salary shrinks. It's it's so funny that you say that because I'll throw this out and then we'll get going. But the last school I was at was a small school, and it. But the there was a guy they had uh, like this just blocks away. They had this assisted living place, and you could be in the assisted living. It was a small community, or you could have your own house and and you know use it for the movie night. And, you know, so it was yeah. it was that if depending on what level you were at. Well. The AD when I went to this school had been at Army for like 15 years, but everybody the year before he took over the AD, so he he kind of they they found out he was in the backyard. They needed an AD. They were like, "Hey, would you help us?" And he probably did it honestly for free because he was retired. Right. But everybody thought because the last couple of years this small school had a community pool and had a couple of things that they did for the community. There was a weight room that needed some work. But everybody thought he was the pool guy because he would go over there and get the pool ready and clean up. And and he was just one of those guys, though, that did everything top to bottom. So they're like, you know, people are like, what's the janitor doing? And it's like, sometimes you just got to know what somebody's background is. Right. Yeah. So just because the guy's taking out the garbage doesn't mean he never did anything but take yeah. out the garbage, you know, above any so, job. Yeah. You got to yeah. take out the trash. Like freaking NBA players have to take out the trash. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah, these are yeah. life things we got to do. Yeah. Play the pool. It's, it's life, right? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Any serious strength questions, or are we ready to go? I think we're let's ready just to go. go. Let's just hop let's into go. it. All right, so Nate, let's start with this. So we brought Nate on because he's a volleyball coach, and we work in a volleyball facility, and he works with a lot of young ladies. And I thought it would be a good – we've talked about this topic a little bit in here amongst ourselves, but I wanted to bring Nate in to, to kind of uh, – get his take on coaching and working with young ladies and that. So Nate, I can't even, you know, tell people your background. I really don't know everything. So yeah. give us who you are and even give us your last name, okay. please. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. All right. Well, my name is Nathan Hallett. Uh, and I grew up in uh, 
Sacramento area, went to high school there, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, ended up going to a junior college in Costa Mesa called Orange Coast College. Ooh, boo. I went to Saddleback. Oh, you suck. <laughs> and, and as long as you didn't go to Pierce, we're fine. That's fine. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah. I can get down with that. The enemy of my enemies. <laughs> so, yeah, so I ended up going there, played a couple years there, went to an NAI school in Missouri called William Woods University. It's in Fulton, Missouri. Nice. It's beautiful. I, I bet it's down. huge. Smack dab geographically in the middle of the country. Boop, right there. And it was great. Won a, won a lot of games. Won a national championship there. It was a good experience. Good team. And then uh, left my junior year. Went overseas to play in, in Germany for a couple of years. Nice. Had a good experience there. Realized, oh, I'm not that good. <laughs> and back this way, right? So, and then had to come back. And my parents had moved to Reno. So, I lived here in Reno and got a job at Nevada and worked at Nevada for six years, eight years. Something like that. Okay. Right. As an assistant coach, working my way from being the volunteer to working up to being an assistant coach there. Okay. Yeah. And then quit in 2012 from the Nevada program to be more involved at NNJ. And we've been there ever since, grinding away. Okay. Yeah. So how many years did you play volleyball? Did you play, did, did you have it in high school? All right. Rewind. So my dad, Ralph, who I don't yep. know if you've met, but you've mm. definitely met. Yep. He was a volleyball player growing up or actually through college and then uh, California just, yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. Like okay San Jose like Bay Area that okay started playing in college went to San Jose State right like cool good times yeah um but it was kind of the family sport like we just played volleyball that's what we did so around like eight years old we started like playing and doing things and peppering and you know all that fun stuff and then around um I don't know seventh grade I learned how to play volleyball Okay. By going to camps, clinics, that sort of thing at this place called the Volleyball Cafe in Sacramento, <laughs> California. Okay. Nice. It's at the corner of Howe and Arden behind the court furniture store. They like is a warehouse and at the, <laughs> nice. back, the back end, like off the street, like all the way into the parking lot was this spot where they had two, three courts, three court facility, a little, little bar, a little, you know, pizza by the slice, that kind of thing. And they had adult leagues and all that fun stuff. So we literally just grew up playing around adults for three years. Okay. And then we started a high school program at my high school when I was a sophomore. So they didn't have it. Didn't have okay. it. Okay. No. Okay. Gotcha. So we started that and then got in with the local league, right? And then went on and the rest is history from there. Did you get paid when you were in Germany? Absolutely. Nice. Beer money. Very, very. Yeah, I got paid. Hey, yeah, yeah, right. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. it was a job. That's good money. <laughs> good job. That's, yes. that's awesome. So see, I'm glad I asked because you did a few things that I didn't know about. And one of the things I wanted to ask, did you get a little volleyball in middle school? Yeah, Just did, a hair? Like, did I play? Yeah. Like in PE? Like yeah. PE? A little bit in PE. And then any in high school? No. I mean, PE. Yeah. I was in weights Here class. And there. So like, no. Because it's interesting. And who knows who our audience is, you know, sure. in general. I think maybe we get some people from Nashville because Chad's following. But here in Reno, volleyball for males is non-existent. So when I yeah. first saw you and Kuna coaching and, and knew, you could tell you guys both played. Right. So I was trying to figure out where you were from, where you played. Because I think really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but California's got some some decent male volleyball. Yeah, and in Colorado, and, and I don't know if yeah. really on the West Coast, there's a whole lot more volleyball for the male side yeah, than, I mean, than that. For Reno specifically, it's all around us. There's high school volleyball in Northern California, Southern California, Vegas, Vegas, Utah, okay. Idaho. Really? <laughs> okay. Everybody's playing it. Everyone around really? us. Really? Okay. Except huh. us. Because that's one of my questions, and I, I wasn't going to go there this early. Sure. But what would it – so I didn't know Vegas. How, how big is it getting in Vegas? It's been there for years. It's a huge – 
club sport. Really? Really? Players come out of there all the time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a legit. Because I know just recently hockey is going nuts nuts. in Vegas, probably because of the Knights. And and then that that owner has has done some stuff with the community and really trying to pump it. And I think he's even adding some of the funds up here for the ice skating, which, again, we didn't have an ice rink for how many years I had kids that I worked with who skated who would drive to Sacramento or South Tahoe to try and get some ice time. And you're like, why can't we, you know, so so I was just, the reason I brought that up is, do you think it'll ever happen here for the boys side so i've talked about this topic multiple times and there's many platforms of people that will listen it's really simple but it's not easy so the simple layout is you need a person that is going to help start a sport i've never started a sport before gotcha we have 41 club teams right now so like i can't can't do that no like you're not the guy right that's not me so we're gonna need again a specific person and we have a lot of qualified people to do this we just don't have the time or resources to go to each high school and say hey we're gonna start a volleyball club boys volleyball club just like we have the magic playing card club we have the bike club <laughs> yeah. we have the rock yeah. club yeah, oh, yeah. the speech and debate club it's the same thing okay I'm not to swear today yeah. you can we, <laughs> we, we, we like drop it. it's, yeah. it's you know okay. sometimes Let it's appropriate it. it's, yeah. my yeah. wife would say no but it's appropriate <laughs> it's like, so you go to all those different spots you just need a teacher sponsor Okay. Right. So there's five kids here, five kids here, five kids here, five kids here, right all over the nine schools that are here in the the area, seven, seven schools, whatever. And you go to those and you can say, hey, we can have these teams that represent your schools and we're just going to have a couple of practices a week or a a month at NNJ. Do your thing. Cool. And then we have in the springtime, we have a club tournament that decides you come and bring your school stuff and Galena beat spanish springs or whatever right and then you do it again yeah again and again mm, gotcha and again and just try and, and grow it yeah and it, you just keep going at it there's enough athletes that want to do it like so we used to go we used to go around before covid to middle schools all over the region all over the place and we do things called pe takeovers we go to your school we take over pe for the day right and yeah six periods or whatever and kids roll through us and there's be there's mixed classes. Sometimes schools would just have the girls do it and send the boys outside to wrestle or play football <laughs> or whatever they would do. They're going to do it. Just they're going to do that anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. so you yeah. know. Yeah. They, they're not focused. Just yeah. go outside and do something. That's another animal. That's a whole other topic. But those, but those PE takeovers really were really helpful to yeah. like, hey, kid, boy, check this out. So we would have this guy, this guy named James Crane, who's six, seven and flies, flies super high. So he's out there bouncing balls in front of children. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that is freaking cool. It is. And then now here, try this. And we teach them like how to do an approach and jump and hit it. And a lot of the athletes just go like, oh, like this? Yeah. 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 Like that. All right, cool. Next topic. Like, is this fun? They're like, yeah. Where do I do <laughs> right. it? Right. Where can I do it more? And you go, so that's. <laughs> We're not ready for that. Well, and, and that's why I brought it up. Because in high school, I loved it when, when we would. PE volleyball yeah. and I'm like this sport's cool but yeah. then it was you know it was yeah, it's done. always been a yeah. beach sport or a yep. or a backyard grass volleyball for the for yep. men around here yeah <laughs> so if, so if yeah, you're in the Reno style. area you're kind of you're, you're SOL, yeah. so it's it's crazy and the, and the other thing in the back of my head was it's funny and I want to bring up your son here in a minute but 
Soccer. Soccer was non-existent in Reno when I was growing up. Now, really? it's, now of course, it's huge. And I love soccer for just some basic fundamental movements. I, yeah. I really think most kids should play some soccer. And now it's wide open. But when I was a kid, it was really? zero. There, My guess is, and I have no idea. I never saw it. My guess is maybe there were a couple of little, was it AYSO? Yeah. yeah. AYSO, maybe a couple really small yeah. places where you did it. I never saw it. I didn't even know it existed. And, and really, in high school, I don't know. I'll have to look at when it started. I don't know that it started in the in the late 80s. I think it started shortly after I got out of high school, soccer here. Right. So, I mean, there's potential with our growth, but it's it's a big beast to yeah. tackle. And you just got to look like you can't – boys, going back to boys volleyball, you can't go like go to the high school and say, hey, who wants to play on a club team that's going to go to Florida to play in a tournament? Like, we don't – they don't want to do – yeah. right. I got this sport, this thing, this thing. So, you have to like – Let's make it as accessible as we can for the next five years and then see what happens. Yeah. What's I mean, left? that's how lacrosse started. Correct. Lacrosse started that way. Lacrosse didn't couple. exist around here. Nope. Yeah. Yep. I remember when I was like 12 or 13, first couple of buddies of mine started playing lacrosse. Yeah. There was like two teams. There was like South Reno, North Reno. Yep. There was only two teams. And then there was like four high schools that had a club. That, and it was just, they just yeah. play a little yep. round. They just keep playing around and around and around. Those four yep. teams, they just play around and around and around. And now, I mean, I think most schools it's, have lacrosse team now. They do. For, yeah, they do. For the most part. If so you go to the sports and, dome at night, yeah. They're yeah, free people are playing lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. So, and, I mean. And I think they've got the boys and the girls. Yeah. For, yeah, for they got them. both. And some of these kids are getting good scholarships. But you're yeah. right. That was another one that – and it's funny because when that was coming around, they had a lot of trouble with the track coaches because mm-hmm. the track coaches were a little upset that they were going to be taking some of their kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Baseball can't as well. we all just get along? And, you know, so <laughs> – and you the kids think, do so they want and that's to. That's the other yeah. thing. You would think volleyball is an easy one, right? Because it's only ten kids for the most part. I mean, right. you do a lot with ten kids, yeah. and the uniforms, and that's not a huge cost. So you would think, yeah. in today's you know age of paying for sport and that, that that there would be the opportunity. Hey, let's do volleyball. It's not going to cost us a lot. We can get right. ten or fifteen kids to go out for it. Create right. a yeah. So. And if you're at a school again, ultimately the, the infrastructure is already there. You have a girls program. Like, it's just, right. It's just question of what do you do it in August or do you do it in yeah 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 Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball ends, you know? Yeah. So cool. All right. You know, we used to go to baseball tryouts and take the cut kids. Like, <laughs> take really? What? Heck, the kids that got cut. Oh. So we'd like, gotcha, we started gotcha. the program my sophomore year. And uh-huh. we'd go, like, okay, cool. We, we don't, we have, there's like four of us and we're dorks. We don't know how to do this. Thing. So, like, let's go <laughs> find some athletes that know how to yeah. do this. Yeah. So I'm the only kid. I've been playing since I was eight. And there's this, like, I can do this. Can we get anybody else that can, like, run, jump, and throw? Yeah. Like, yeah. Baseball guys. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. You can yeah. come from a baseball team? Awesome. You can run, jump, and throw. I know you can do that. Let's go. I can teach you how to play volleyball. Like, that's cool. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. So that brings me to this question. Yeah. Before we get into like the whole big topic of if you had an athlete come in 12, 13, what sport would you have never seen volleyball before? What sport would you have liked her to play before she comes in? You mentioned the first one, soccer. Soccer's, in, soccer's awesome. And the reason soccer's awesome is because it's running. It's pretty intuitive. Yep. You just kind of yeah. run around. That's yep. good. You learn how to fall down. You learn how to be unbalanced and then rebalanced again. And you have to like, now there's an implement where you're like messing with this ball, right? So you're trying to get coordination involved. Yep. And then ultimately it comes down to like vision too. Like when they're little, they're looking at the ground. They're just staring at the ground. They can't look around. And then eventually they get to the point where they can perceive proprioception right that you can perceive the whole space 
nice. the ground and the sky and the people and all that fun stuff. Nice. So that's the initial one. Soccer's awesome. Okay. And then I do like baseball because they learn how to throw. Mm. Like, and now we're up and running here. Like, gotcha. We can we can pretty much do anything we want if they can run, jump, and throw. I like it. And be aware of what's going on around them. I like it. Yeah. Do you think there's some good crossover? Sport okay, like, to sport? So, Craig will tell you no. <laughs> right. There's no carryover between that, skills. That's why. So, so Nate and I, we've had this discussion okay. before. So, so that's why this is just an easy question yeah, for me. Yeah, so. right. Down the way <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't, like, again, biologically or whatever, Craig will tell you that motor learning says that you can't carry one skill into the other, that each one is d- diverse and unique and that you can't, like, just... Oh, well, she, she's a good baseball player, so why wouldn't she be a good um, volleyball spiker or whatever? Yep. Those two don't necessarily correlate. Okay. However, if you, it's, it's almost like, like strategy mapping. Like if I were playing rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and I tell you I'm going to throw a rock 10 times in a row, event you're going to come up with strategies that win. Right. And then I start to vary it more every third one I'm going to do it. So you come up with like ideas for how you're going to come up with a strategy for success. Okay. Uh, so they just do that with their bodies. And if they have more uh, experience, ex- yeah, experience with doing multiple things, a variety of different ways, then they come to this thing and they don't see it as like, what do I have to learn so much as what do you want me to do? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the outcome we're trying to get here? I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause there's never a perfect carryover, no. but there's some basketball that you can totally see that you're like, you're jumping a lot. Yeah. You're probably going to jump okay. Right. Or your baseball, softball. Hey, you had to get on the ground. You learned how to dive. Right. We do some of that in volleyball. Is that okay? You know, so, down's okay. So, yeah. We're going we're gonna to be on the floor. And it, what I would get into with Craig, I'm like, now you're right. If, if you got a girl who's been playing volleyball for the last 10 years, She's probably not going to get a college scholarship to play softball. Right. But, Just because she's, but if she's strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if she's 14 and she's been playing these other sports, chances are she's going to come in and have a few attributes yeah. that are going to definitely fill in where you're like, okay, this girl didn't do anything athletically. Right. We're starting at zero. This girl knows how to throw, knows how to run, knows where her body is in space. Right. I'm taking her. This makes sense. I'm thinking this one's going to be a little easier to coach. Yeah, exactly. She's already ahead. She's done the prerequisites. She's in the English 101. She knows what she's doing. So now, like, let's move on. An easy one happened yesterday. We have a a 14s team with a new player. She's played basketball. She's clearly long and coordinated and kind of gets the idea, right? But she's never played volleyball before. She has no idea what's going on. Yep. So we're talking about setting, right? And like trying to set ball up high. and the analogy we're using it's a it's a bounce pass take both hands and push it into the ground it bounces and goes to the person okay cool now do that up yep and she's like like this yeah cool exactly (laughs) perfect just practice that practice that a lot yeah yeah Yeah. now do it a million more times yeah Yeah. now let's see what happens now hit that target right and hit it really good yeah totally yeah right that's a topic uh we're working with right now is kind of again like connecting the outcome to the maybe intrinsic feedback we're talking about like hey this is how i want your body to move to make this happen did it happen why not okay well let's check in on our body okay cool did you aim or anyway yeah yeah, that's a topic we're working yeah Hmm. right on i'm chad belding we'll be right back with sierra strength and speed 
better watch what you say and always be mindful of situational awareness. The biggest fear of a 13 and 14 year old girl is looking stupid. There's no freaking way this kid is going to do the thing you just asked her to do if she's going to look stupid in front yeah. of everyone else. Yeah. Full stop. A Fit Life, the Living Stronger series on Jack Daniels presents This Life Ain't For Everybody with Robin Blake from Sierra Strength and Speed and special guest Nate is brought to you in part by Traeger Grills, Mickey Thompson Tires, and Gator Coolers. Rob and the gang will return after the break. So do some reps. Hey, everybody, you know, we are a huge fan of Jack Daniels, not just their product, but their mission, their culture, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the people. And we want to introduce you to the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Join us at jackdaniels.com and learn about the Single Barrel Program, visiting Lynchburg, Tennessee, participating in a barrel tasting, a whiskey tasting, picking your favorite flavor, whether it's the burn in your mouth, whether it's the maple, whether it's the different combination of flavors that you are going to experience in each of the distinct bottles of Jack Daniels Single Barrel, you're going to be able to choose the best one, your favorite one, and purchase that entire barrel. It all comes bottled in individual single barrel bottles. You get your own hanging name tag, brand tag, your logo on it. You can give them away as gifts. Go knock on the door of a landowner and say, thank you for letting me hunt your field. There's so many options with the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. We're proud to be part of it. We have introduced it to so many of our friends and family across the country, whether it was at a business, whether it was at a duck lodge, whether it was at a conservation event. It is truly an awesome program. Learn more about it at jackdaniels.com, the Single Barrel Program. We've been involved for the last five years. I'm looking at two of my barrels right now. We just got our 2023 barrel in the Single Barrel Rye. Absolutely mesmerizing. My brother Clint's old fashions with it speak for themselves. It's the Jack Daniels single barrel program. Check it out. Learn about it. I hope you decide to visit Lynchburg, Tennessee and get your own barrel. Thank you very much. Looking for a high-quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and performance best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level. We travel a lot. We're up and down America's highways, byways, thoroughways, cornfields, dirt roads, back roads, country roads. Love seeing that dust in our rear view. Love looking over and seeing the sun set, the sun rise, mallard ducks pitching in to a pond in Kansas, a coyote howling in Wyoming, an antelope standing on the side of the road in Nevada. We get to do this all through Ford trucks. Corning Ford, Paul. Francis, the entire crew, the customer service, the service department, the selection, the dedication to excellence and quality, the number one Ford Super Duty dealer in the West United States five years in a row. They're in the top 10 in the country and they're in a little tiny town, Corning, California. 5,000 people deep maybe, but the construction, the farming, the ranching, the almonds, the walnuts, the olives, the duck hunting, the fishing, the deer hunting and turkey hunting, predator hunting, you name it. Corning Ford is part of it. They support our lifestyle, their pricing. They refuse to mark them up. Give them a try. They'll deliver your truck anywhere in the country. They've delivered them to Alaska, Florida, so many to Nevada, so many to Northern California, all over Arizona and Colorado. They've delivered three to Tennessee. They delivered one to Minnesota to our friend Andrew at Wild Acre Kennels. It's Corning Ford. 
they support the outdoors and there's nothing better than a ford truck these 2023 ford super duties f-250s f-350s the long bed the short bed the tremor package watch your speed set that cruise control because sometimes you'll look down and be like i'm not going that fast something's got to be broken and you're pulling a trailer and you got a leer topper on the back of it the bed of your truck is full they're meant for hauling. They're meant for towing. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Paul. There's nowhere better in the country to buy your next Ford vehicle or Ford Super Duty truck than Corning Ford. Thank you all for supporting them. On your feet, everybody. A fit life. The Living Stronger Series halftime break is over. You're part of this group, and the group is moving. If you drag us down, that's not good for you. That's not good for us. Rob, Blake, and Nate are focused on group participation and building each other up. Good coaches figure out a way. They don't just go, just do it right. They learn how to communicate and open up those lines on both sides. I understand that they don't want to stick out or fail or struggle or look stupid, so let's encourage them to go this way because this is what we're doing. The conclusion of a fit life. The Living Stronger series on Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody is brought to you in part by American Almond Beef, The Provider, and Corning Ford. Now, back to the boys. So, totally off topic. Sweet. How old's your kid? You, you got a young boy. Five. Five. Five in October. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb. Hopefully we're together for the next 10 or 12 years. Deal. I'm going out on a limb. This is one of those kids that could get a college scholarship. I'm going way early. I never, <laughs> ever do this. This kid. He's into it. He's, he's, I had a kid that was like him in terms of being big, but he didn't move like Kellen moved. So his, Nate's <laughs> son, Kellen, can actually run and stop and throws his body around, and he's a tank. So I'm thinking, <laughs> but, but in my head, <laughs> I have this picture of Kellen. I, I, I think he's going to play something, but... I asked your wife today a question, and I'm going to ask you. I'm putting you on the spot. If Kellen wants to play football, what's the answer? Okay, fine. Okay. But football is not not a question of if you get hurt. It's a question of when and how bad. True. So like yeah. That's that's about a accurate. full statement. True. So about like, accurate. Yeah. So agree. That's. I mean, and yeah. to be terribly honest, that's the nature of the sport. Is you're actively trying to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is true. Yeah. And that's why Chad, who usually sits in my seat, hates yeah. football. But I'm like. It's the ultimate team he sport. It. He it. says it's, it's the stupidest it's sport take. on the planet. He says it's yeah, the he, stupidest he's, sport. He's a baseball guy. <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, I'm in that age group. I'm Careful. Careful. Lines. I don't Careful. care. Careful. <laughs> so, by the way, you're wrong, and your wife said no. <laughs> but, but she said you were more stern no than she was. Yeah, so, again, I'm, so. I'm, a, I'm a hard no in the sense of like, we're just going to have that literally explanation. And yeah. I'm like, okay, let's take turn punching each other. Is this fun? <laughs> I think, no, it's not fun. I, so stop I, doing I, it. I, I disagree with you also, again. <laughs> I, I think your son will be like, this is cool, dad. <laughs> that's, that's a fine point. That's a fine point. He does hit me every day. Yeah, I think so. He's, he, he, is, he is all boy. Oh my God. He is all boy. Yeah. He he's likes he's that a good egg. He's a good egg. He's he a is. kind kid. But man, he's just like, just wrecking <laughs> yeah he yeah. comes back and sets up a obstacle course and just wants to destroy <laughs> yeah. you should give him some man sized Legos and let him build yeah. stuff at home and then just run through walls yeah yeah, yeah. your foam rollers are awesome you just <laughs> yeah. stack him up into a pyramid and he just plows he was it. running the full length of that turf into the foam rollers <laughs> full he was losing yeah. speed by the yeah. end but it he's, didn't matter it was the he, thought he's a human bowling ball that's yeah. why I look at him and I go the kid wants to play football <laughs> Yeah, I know at home he gets a lot of volleyball, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that topic, 
I really, I have one big question, but we'll we'll save it. This one's pretty big too. Okay. Year-round sport. So we're in a facility that is teaching young ladies volleyball six months out of the year. Most of them will then go on and, and play their high school season. So they're going to play a solid 10, 11 months. And we're, uh, Blake and I are in this year-round facility, but sometimes I'm not a huge year-round sport kind of guy. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a while. I want I want your take on year-round sport and, and where you sit on the fence with this one. Um, so... I'm against doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. So just like we were saying before, like there's a lot of ways to move your body and I think you should explore all of them as like as often as possible. So again, nice. like the things that you learn in basketball are different than the things you learn in volleyball. They're different than the link. You, you like you learn how to manipulate space better the more ways you do it. Yeah. So like when we're playing soccer, yeah. you're bumping into people, you're looking ahead, you're, you're trying to spread out, you're doing those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. You're coordinated with your feet. Basketball, you're, this dude is on me right now. How do I get this dude off me so that we can get to do the thing? Yeah. And then it. I have to, with the bouncing and the dribbling and that takes coordination and just like, Again, the bigger variety, people say like, hey, let's get like be a master of something. And I and I appreciate that eventually. Mm -hmm. But first, you got to see like how many different things there are. And then you can start to like, okay, whittle it down yep. to a few. So yeah. with that said, yeah, I'm working at volleyball for something. <laughs> 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 I got a house and a kid. And a car and like, so that's I didn't mean to hot seat you, Nate, and go, yeah, hey, no. you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 see, I told you. Yeah, no, I'm definitely into, like, we have multi-sport athletes. I just described a 14-year-old that's a yeah. basketball player, and she's still going to play basketball. Is she going to miss some of our practices? Yes. Is mm -hmm. that good? Probably. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the end of the world that she goes to sixty six percent of the practices instead of a hundred percent. Yeah, but in that extra thirty percent, she's doing something else that is also active, that is also helping her understand what she's supposed to be doing with her body over yeah. time. And again, what the outcomes are, what the, what the general outcomes are yeah. for. Blake, Blake, you're you're like I Jake mean, today. You're right. I know. Yeah, I just no, didn't no, know if you wanted to throw it. But I, I no, love I it, mean, Nate. I, I really. It's probably. Part of the reason we get along so well and, and I try and bounce information off of you and vice versa because you never have the formula, right? right? I mean, I, I mean, you're always uh, – and let's, let's, we'll go into this next, but talk about good coaching. I, I think the goal as a coach is you've always got to tweak your system for what you've got in front of you. And, and yeah. it's not like, hey, this is what worked for me. This is what we're going to do. Uh, you know, that never is a formula for a good coach. Right. And so, you know, I, I kind of knew where you were coming from. And I'll let you talk if you have some. But I guess my <laughs> next question is, have you ever pushed a girl out of volleyball? Because um, you're like, man, you you should try some basketball or not not that you're not good at volleyball, but ugh, you might right. be really, you know, have you ever had that come across um, or are they just good two sport athletes? Like we have one right now who's like a really, really high level swimmer. And mm. to all the swimmers out there, that sport's boring. 
Okay. I threw that out there. Yeah, yeah. swimming, steak, drive-bys. Everybody takes drive-bys in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the bottom of the pool just never changes. So you're just, just yeah. staring at that pool. Swimming. Like, did I go any faster? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. When you get out. So like, she's doing the volleyball and she's having a good time because it's it's engaging. It's acting, you know. So yeah. like, yeah, I, we definitely. Well, and like, it's more team. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's very different than yeah. the individual sport. So that's it, like an easy shot at swimming. But the, the like the the thing stands is like we're not going to push you towards something you're good at that you don't enjoy. Like right. It, Ultimately, you're not going to do it as well as something that you would like. So Without maybe you're, doubt. yeah, maybe you're an awesome swimmer, but you just really like baking. So just uh, go be a baker, right? Right. Yeah. And swim right. Like, right, yeah. right. 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 There's pools everywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice life term sport. But yeah, you don't have to you right. know, go to college yeah, so if I, you hate it. I, I'm never like like yo, you need to leave and do this instead. <laughs> and I've never done that. Okay. <laughs> when should they specialize? What's um, your What's your thought there? When, uh, when's it time? Yeah, I, I think high school. Because ultimately, we're talking about like a growth curve of children, right? We're talking yeah. about three-year-olds to 18-year-olds totally. like doing soccer and youth. So, like as many different things as you can. And then whittle that down to two or three. And then whittle that down to one or two, you know? like Yeah. So, I'm really big into high school athletes doing multiple sports. I think that's fantastic for them. That's another topic is like youth sports and how that's like disappearing on their end and yeah. ramping up on my end. Yeah. Correct. Which is another topic for uh, maybe today or not. But maybe maybe yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we yeah. might get there. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question again? So when should they so oh, you're uh, yeah. Um yeah, when they start to get into high school they need to whittle some of it down. Yeah. I think I think that's an appropriate age. And honestly they're big enough and strong enough to handle the workload as it starts to ramp up yeah, in their specific areas. That's true. So that's, that's true because it does get uh, well, and 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 they're old enough too to learn what they have to do to their body to recover. You know, so sure. so so at their point, at some point, they hopefully are listening to the coaches and the people around them going, "Yeah, you are only doing this sport, so you have to do these things to take care of yourself, or yeah. or the potential for an injury does." Yeah, come uh, over is, is yeah. gonna arise yeah, yeah overuse it counts as throwing too much or landing on your left leg too much like, yeah. yeah overuse yep. is overuse yeah. totally totally no that was perfect and and so let's go to this one and maybe we come back to that one because but let me preface so nate and i when we drove out we were chatting a little bit and i want nate to talk about coaching young ladies um you know, it's interesting for me because, you know, I'll talk to my wife all the time and I'll go, we've been empowering young females for 20 years because I've had as many females come into the gym as, as males. And and I, I don't really even think about it anymore in terms of this or that, you know, what you can play and where you can go. I mean, I even had a young female who played collegiate baseball, you know, and, it, and at one point I, I sat down with her as she was a junior senior. I'm like, okay, when are you going to switch to softball? Right. You know, because I know you love this. Don't you want to play in college? She's like, I hate softball. I'm not playing softball. I'm playing baseball. And I'm like, Okay, let's go. Right. Here's here's Sweet. let's let's do this. <laughs> this is what makes you know, and, and here's what we're going to do. And so and one of the things I'm going to just preface this because one of the things I kind of started to tell my guys was if you can work with this young female group. So these, you know, 11-year-old, early teenage, 
later teenage high school girls, you can work with anybody. And and I kind of, but I kind of threw it out like they're very hard to work with. And what I had to do with myself, because I saw the guys come in and go, oh, this is going to be hard. How am I going to train these girls? And I, I had to preface it and, and or change how I talk to my guys and say, look, this group could be the most open group to ever train some of these girls have never done anything their ceiling is so high you have an opportunity here to change these girls lives forever whether they go into that sport or just like to train and work out but you're empowering these females and giving them confidence that may go for the next 40 years and and by doing that by changing how i looked at these young ladies it really i think changed how we started to train them how my guys perceived it and you've been working with these young ladies longer than i have so with that being said nate it is a challenge how do you work with these young ladies? And do you think it's different than working with young boys? I think you've worked with some right. some young boys in the facility. So yeah. so I want to hear your thoughts. And, and Yeah. There. Honestly, less so on the boys' side, simply because of the nature of the sport here. Like in JUCO, we would be around like club teams and lower-level teams and things like that. And those were boys' teams, and that was cool. But really, for the last 20 years, we've just been working with a lot more young females. females. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, is it working, by the way? Is thinking about them as a challenge or not a challenge, but like an empty vessel, essentially? Yeah. is like a pain in the butt. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, it's fishing in a barrel to a certain degree. It's like you can almost throw anything at them and they'll, you'll see improvement, yeah. which is fun. But the real challenge has been like, manipulating like the hour the session that we have to what the flow of that day looks like with how they come in because they're like pack animals so it's like if we're having one of them's having a bad day it seems like we're all gonna have a bad day yeah so it's manipulating like the energy of the group yeah, and the resonance yeah and being able to be yeah. productive within it and being it's like pushed my level of creativity on like I have to get X amount of things done and I don't really care what it looks like. And I, we really don't know day to day sometimes what it's going to look like. But right. if I can get to the end of that session and I have 99, 95 to 99% of those things done and they leave with a smile on their face, that's, that's a successful day to me right. and leave them, you know, they leave and they want to come back again because at the end of the day they left with a smile and then, then it's job well done to me. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you called, you said pack animals. Yeah. It, we're not referring to your daughters as <laughs> pack animals. It's not what we're doing. But we are, there is a certain degree of groupthink within this particular age group. Yeah. So, like, going back to your original question, like, what's it like to coach these humans? You, at first, you come in as a coach with, like, this is what we're going to do. This is what I have to get accomplished. I have to make this thing go. It's about me. And ultimately, it's not. It's about the kid and their experience growing up through this program. But again, I, we mentioned it. I've been doing this for 20 years, right? Yeah. Which is a long time, but not it's, that long. Yeah. No, but I like, can I consider you an expert in the field. For sure. Yeah, totally. Time on task. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I that means I've seen 20 classes of 14-year-olds come through. Yeah. So it's not my first time being 14, essentially, but it is theirs. Mm. It's their first time being 13. They, so like, it's... When I don't remember if you remember being 13, but it was the oldest you'd ever been and the most important things had ever been and the most critical things and the most like, oh my gosh, this this is overwhelming or whatever. Because it is. Because this is the first time you've ever done that. 
So remembering that is step one and then going to them and going, all right, where are we at today? What does this look like? What do you want out of this thing? Because, and then I can help you direct your energies towards doing that. And not just on a like day to day or a minute to minute, but like a year to year, a like lifetime of being at the volleyball club from eight to 18. What do you want this to look like? What are you hoping for? And I think once we get through to that and we start to understand where they're at, what their life is like, again, being like 13 and 14 year old girls, really hard. It's, uh, agree. It's a really <laughs> agree. difficult and, time. And, and not even to bring, but but look at the social media and, and just right. the media in general at this point. Right. It's really, I, I don't know what I would have done with that stuff at that age. Yeah, it's I, super it's, overwhelming. It's very, yeah. Yeah. So, and and again, they're all doing the same thing at the same time, which is who am I? With that, yeah. And, and then who do you think I am? Yeah. Yeah. And then who do you too think I am? And what am I, you know? Like, How can yeah. I fit in? That's yeah, struggle. Yeah, yeah. Identity, yeah, is really hard, and they're all doing it at the same time, and all like like climbing out over the top yeah. of each other to get out of this stage of life. Yeah, so it's it's really uncomfortable for them. So when we do have a place like NJ and Sierra Strength and Speed, and like this is a place where you can come and make those weird social mistakes and be like in a safe place to still be able to do it, and to have like a common activity to bind that to that yeah. like growth too. So mm -hmm. uh, the volleyball in particular is fun because you can star without standing out. Like you could be really successful in your roles or within your teams without being like out on the mound by yourself. Yeah. So like that, that's the beauty of it from the young female perspective is I can just, I can be next to you and we can work together. Hmm. And that's, that's, I'm comforting by that or I'm comforted. You guys are my blanket here yeah. while mm -hmm. I'm learning how to do this thing. Interesting. Which is growing up. Which is Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I love it. That's one of the first things we're doing now is really trying to understand what this path is like for them yeah. and kind of shepherding them through it versus like dictating that they, you know, hit ball harder or whatever. Or yeah. yeah. You're going to do this kind of thing in athletics. Like at our spot, we have varying levels of athletes. We have totally. level of commitments and level of mm -hmm. like physical potential. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. And not to get too far off topic, but you know, no. this player is she's big and strong and high and fast and she does all these fun things there's an athletic profile that's going to go to a division one school is she how long has she been doing it 10 minutes 20 years it doesn't matter she can bang her head on the rim right like yeah. so, yeah. Right. all right, right. Cool. <laughs> yeah this chick's gonna play we're gonna right. figure this out but and then there's everyone else and we're all kind of in this like big spectrum of just I'm, I'm an average athlete i'm an average kid and i jump this high and i move this fast and this is kind of where i'm at so it's not about being amazing at the volley and like that's the goal the goal is using this to drive your life to improve your life yeah mm -hmm. and it's here strength and speed does that too like these are the physical things that are going to help you be healthy strong this is the habits we're trying to build when habits you, yeah when mm -hmm. you come to the gym you, yeah. you, you exercise and you felt better about yourself and that's a positive thing going forward for your yep. life and you learned coping skills with being around teammates and how you guys are going to interact yep. and dealing so, with people yeah so, yep. so yep. again I'm, I'm sure i'm off topic on the no i prompt but the the, the gist is no yeah. I, I love it because you mentioned a few things there nate that um we haven't talked about and and i think it's key and and really for me one of the things 
you know, it's interesting in my career, you start off thinking you know a lot. Yeah. And really, the more you do it, you're like, I don't know, Jack Squat. Yeah. And really, in the last 10 years, my whole thing's been communicating because with some of these young kids, you want to know what they're hearing. You're like, what yeah. What yeah. am I getting across? You know, you say yeah. a bunch of words, but you <laughs> don't know them? if yeah. they picked yeah. any of them up. And so, so when you're dealing with this age group, I think one of the things I've really changed is is my communication is way less sure. because I'm like I'm like if I throw out 37 words they're probably going to get 3 if I throw out 5 hopefully they get 3 and we get somewhere you know yeah. so it's it's just that's where I've changed and it's it's not so much the Xs and Os right. you, you know like like we were talking about when we first started it's some of coaching is knowing what you have right and getting them to work together to create a cohesive group that that moves forward. Right. You know, it's like yeah. we're not even going to worry about the X's and O's because we got to do this together and then we'll put in, you know, whatever. Yeah. So so I, I don't know if you feel the same, but I just think, you know, the, the longer you've been doing it, sometimes it's just going, OK, I've got this group of personalities here and here's how we're going to blend them. And I think my end product is going to be better than it was last year. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're yeah. probably hoping for. Incremental growth. Yeah. yeah. In all phases. Just kind of like not not feeling like you got to make a 50% jump in a day or something like that. Like, yeah. okay, where are we at today? Yeah. Or where where's this team at? All right, cool. And then like, and then now let's go like 2% more than that. Yeah. And this season or this day or this this match or whatever let's just get to like just a little bit better at something yeah. yeah i think that's the cool part about what we do is like teach the process of the slow road to success mm -hmm. because we're not going to jump two inches higher on a vertical within a day it's going to be six months eight months yeah. but you put in when you can get the ones that'll hone in to the to the daily work and understand like the process, the process, the process, mm -hmm. and you teach them, you coach them through that process. Then you can look back eight months later and go, "Holy cow, right. two inches on your verse a lot." And that you know, I put in a lot of work to get here. Right. That's something that's going to carry over to the rest of their lives. Is understanding how slow things come yeah but you <laughs> yeah. gotta put the work in despite how you feel that day or that you're mad that things aren't coming faster there's still work to put in there's still work to put in yeah and you know and we'll get there those distractions yeah. too of like like we just had shout out lcc last community college 28 let's go <laughs> yeah let's go yeah uh, you, can, you can do shameless plugs yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good yeah so we, yeah we would have we had this really good season right where my wife's community college team is crushing people we're awesome we had a bunch of adults in the gym this is awesome we got good players it's, it's great but you started the season right everyone's hot and heavy we're going we're, we're shouting we're, we're coaching each other we're being captains we're leading we're doing the thing and then like th throughout the season you start to lose steam in that regard and start to kind of be distracted by the day-to-day -day things that happen what she said yesterday mm -hmm. uh, my my practice wasn't very good oh, i had this class so oh, my boyfriend or you know yeah. you start to just kind of like let those things eat at your focus of the season so by the end of the season when we're playing our best volley we just kind of kind of slowly fell apart and like allowing those things to get in the way versus if we have a little bit better habits where we come in every day and we see that like we don't need to get we don't need to win the state title now we need to keep doing better every day like, yeah and then you can look behind and go did we win or not did we do the things we're hoping yeah. for yeah yeah well and that and that's pretty cool because what were they two years ago uh, was it three wins four wins one. 
Yeah. One so it was, it was God awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so that is big yeah. time kudos. Yeah. Nice recruiting and nice scheduling. Good yeah. job. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Shout out, Amy. Good job. I love you. Um, and I think I want you to to do the uh, dirt thing, bring up the dirt thing, one, uh, yeah. one side to the other, yeah. because I think it's funny because it, it is all about the process. You know, Chad's asked me a few times, well, you know, what is it? And and it, everything, no matter what you do in life, it, it's the process, right? It's going, okay, today I need to do this. It doesn't have to, you don't have to get everything done that needs to be done by Friday on Monday. You, you just have to be moving in that direction. So bring up that yeah. that one thing. I, I love that. Just own today. Yeah. So basically there's a pile of dirt in that corner of the room and you got to get it to this corner of the room and you can move one scoop of dirt a day. It doesn't matter if one day you have a shovel, one day you got a snowplow or one day you got a spoon. As long as one scoop gets over there at the end of the day, right. you did what you could do that day and just keep moving scoops. And one day that pile of dirt will be in the other corner of the room. Yeah. It's just the, the process yeah. of <laughs> moving well, dirt. the process of, you know, doing the right thing, yeah. going in the right direction. You know, every day we got to get a, just let's just get a percent better. Let's yeah. let's have a little more attention. Let's focus for the whole two hours. Let's yeah, let's right. put two hours in getting better as a, as a collective yeah, group. Hit me with ninety minutes. I'll take ninety. Yeah, minutes right now. Right. I'll take. I that. mean, yesterday the our last group, I I told. Uh, Thomas, I'm like, we might need to take all the clocks down because it hit five till practice, and they sp they're like, we're done. I'm like, <laughs> we j like we had we I timed it out perfect. We had five minutes left for our last station, and we got probably two reps done across the whole group. And I was like, all right, we need to cover these clocks or something because they saw five minutes. Like, oh, we have practice. I'm like, your coaches know where you are, like they like, and they want you here. Yeah, so yeah, if we yeah, go yeah. right up to it, and I was like, if they have problems, we'll talk to them. Right. But like, we got to work to the whistle here to the bell. It, it's funny because Nate, another thing we were talking about was just how do you not really plan your time but how do you make sure your time's efficient in terms of that that group and yeah. the practice and i'm like i don't know we still it's, it's ever kinda, evolving it it's ever evolving but you get good at it i mean you do you get, like i i know how long our warm-up takes so then it's like that's the first 10 minutes or so you know you have that right. down so you just throw that out you're like okay right. they're now you only have 50 minutes and you got three water breaks in there or something you, you get efficient i mean you you know how to run your practices yeah. it's the same thing you just at this point you can almost just slap something on the board and it's it'll be exactly two hours yeah you yeah. know and again, it's okay to like like run the same thing a couple times. Yeah, like we call that blues clues. Like you just like the blues clues used to run on PBS from Monday through Friday, yeah. and Monday it was at the same time, the exact same episode. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and Friday, and the kids would watch it and go like, "Oh, that's a dog." And then day two, they'd be like, "Oh, that's a purple dog." <laughs> oh, that's a dog with a collar, and there's a guy. Like every day, yeah. they'd like discover something new about the activity. So if you run the same thing a couple times, they start to get like yeah. more detailed yeah. yeah no and i mean i told him i told him when we were sitting down to start off i'm like the beginning of this thing's gonna be really fun we're shaking up things are gonna be kind of new we're adding some stuff taking some stuff out trying to make it a little bit more engaging yeah. the middle part's probably gonna be pretty boring because we're gonna be doing all that stuff we've been doing in the beginning over and over and over and over and over and over again right. that's how we're gonna get better and that's how we test at the end and we look back and we go holy cow it all worked like yeah. you know hopefully that's the yeah. goal yeah. we look back and we all made you know we've all improved and then you know through that process hopefully they'll grasp like oh like that middle part isn't so boring anymore right you know you can find a lot of joy in it but I mean, 
I mean, you've played sports, you've played sports, and, mm-hmm. you know, we've all been through the process. Like, that middle chunk of things usually is pretty dang boring. Right. When you set out on a nice big journey, you, ever, you have butterflies in your stomach, you're like, man, what is this going to look like? You get, you know, you get 10 miles in the hike, and you know, the 15-mile hike, you're like, this sucks. <laughs> all these are just <laughs> trees. All the trees are just trees. <laughs> like, there's the, the rocks are just rocks. I couldn't care less. But when you get up to the top, you're like, what a hell of a view we, up here. Look at what we did. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Well, so I have a question for you guys, and this is a topic we'll see, we'll see where this, where this heads. So you spend a lot of time and energy making their, like these, these players physically stronger, physically fat, because you can measure it. Susie is literally three tenths of a second faster than she was before. And now she's a second faster, right? It's like, we can measure those things. Yep. So the question for me is, because they've always been, as a player, I was pretty lazy. Like I didn't, I didn't do it. Like I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. I, again, I honestly is the best boss. Yeah, Nate, Nate is seven foot two, so he didn't even have <laughs> <Yeah>. to jump. <laughs> yeah, I played real volleyball with real athletes. The whole deal. I get it. I'm like, fine, fine. But I remember going to the. I'm coming back. I swear to God. So I remember you're good. You're good. <laughs> going, I remember going to one of the the first places that I went to go try out in Germany. Um, we went to this little club. It was run by this Hungarian guy. It's in Leipzig, Germany. It's this little town. It's a weird. Oh, Leipzig's a huge place, but the the club was pretty small. They had some athletes, and they're like, "We're just not interested in younger athletes." All right, cool. So then I go to this next place. It's called Friedrichshafen, and they have the number one best team in the world. Or sorry, not in the world. They're in the Champions League in Germany, right? So they they play all the best club teams, right? They're awesome. Okay. Their twos team, however, is the junior national team for Germany. So they bring kids from all over the spot, all over, and they put them around pros. And they staff or like staff the back half of their JV team essentially with adult older players from other countries so mm-hmm. that they can kind of meld with all these players and learn how to be pros and learn, you know, like, yep. we're talking yeah, about the like, process. they're trying the to go system. to the Olympics. Yeah. So my buddy and I, we go and we, we try out, we're involved in their practice, right? Cool. It's a two and a half hour practice, right? We watch the whole thing. We're, we're playing with these junior national team players. All right, cool. At the end of the practice, we're like, all right, where are we going? And they're like, we're going to work out. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. All right. So what are we doing? So we're going to work out. And these kids are grinding at like, they're going over plyo boxes. They're going over hurdles, like step over stuff, right? Things that they're doing single leg hops. They're doing like all this extra stuff. And I remember my, wow. my, my buddy came came to the conclusion because when we'd gone over there, we're like, these, these guys are pros. They're just better than us. So let's learn. When we got there, he went, Oh, I get it. They just work harder than us. Okay. Really? Deal. Deal. It was literally that. So he had a 12 year volleyball career professional. He's a five ten setter. He's like, Damn. had no business being there, but just went like, Oh, got it. So just add this and then really? I'll be here. Interesting. And I went the other way. I was like, Oh, I'm not good. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll just like shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut it down. So like, there's a life lesson to be learned there. Right. I took the L on that one. So the, uh, where I'm coming back to is the like, we do all these physical exercises to improve their bodies. How, when do I see it translate into their play? Like if you can jump and touch 10 feet, why do you still hit it nine three? Why do you hit it down here still? Or like you're faster. I can clearly see it, mm-hmm. but you're not touching that ball just like you haven't been before when you were weaker. So like that's taking your time and energy, which is super helpful and appreciated. What do we, how do we translate it into beer? into being bigger, stronger, higher, faster, that's, playing at that space. That's funny because I, I think what you just said is we're not doing it. 
What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't converted any of them. I mean, because I think more than anything. I'm throwing it at you first is because you, you trained yeah. and played Juco and then played. So yeah. so from your perspective, what, what do you? It's like, it. I think it's developing the confidence with us. Like, so it's not just like athletic development, it's confidence development. Like an understanding like that the work you're putting in does have a purpose. Like, I don't know. It, it may just vary athlete to athlete, but like mm-hmm. the intent behind the session, like if you go in and you know, okay, this is, this session is going to matter. You're going to leave it a lot more confident in your play because you're like that hour I just put in really, really matters when I get out of here. I don't really know why yet, but I know being faster is better and I know jumping higher is better. Right, right. And I'm not sure yet why. And then when it shows up, when you can go up and get a ball, you surprise yourself it creates confidence so i think to me it's it's a confidence issue so we're yeah we're putting in a lot of work over here and it's not translating onto the court there's a confidence leak somewhere right. because they're putting the work in and they're working hard and then they're the same old athlete on the field where are we leaking confidence out of that line yeah um to where it doesn't show up because if we tested the metric, you know, the metrics are showing that we do jump higher, right. then there's no reason it shouldn't show up. It just turns into a confidence thing. Does, is it, are we afraid of the spotlight is going up and getting a ball too much attention or is, do we have performance anxiety or I'm worry about getting hurt? Maybe. Yeah. I worry yeah, about yeah. getting hurt. Like there's, there's different X factors, but I just think it's more than anything. What we're trying to develop along with the athlete, like, simultaneously is their confidence in their athletic ability sure that i can move this fast and i'm not yeah that, yeah. yeah it's not like yeah. you're not we're not pretending you are moving that fast <laughs> like and it's funny because i was going the same direction i'm like sometimes it's that brain body connection and I, I i think it has it's almost like the light bulb has to go off where like we've seen it back in our place where somebody will jump and you can almost see that they're falling and it's like that's because you jumped higher than you expected. Yeah. It's it's really weird. You'll see it, and they're like, they're like, whoa, that was weird. I'm like, because you probably got two inches higher than you've ever, sure. you know, you can almost see it. And so I think for some of them, the light bulb has to go off. And then the other thing, Nate, that's that is tricky, and and maybe kind of goes back to Craig's thing, is I think they have to put it together, right? Because we're not doing volleyball stuff i mean i can't i can't put your shoes on and go okay now you're gonna do this three-step drop like you're gonna do i i don't know the intricacies of what you're gonna because you've got to do that finite skill the performance side of putting it all together and so i think a lot of times they have trouble drawing that line until it clicks for them so i don't know if it's a light bulb moment or just or if it is a little bit fear-based where they're like, yeah, I know if I dive, I could have got that ball. I, you know, I, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one sometimes because you're like, I know they have it. For example, kind of off topic, one of the things I noticed, so I went to a couple of the bigger high school games this year because I like to, for that exact question, I want to see which girls are performing on the court, you know, because you kind of have an idea when they come back with us, you know, the ones who are working hard and and are are really dedicated and the ones who are like, I do this because the coaches tell me I should. Right. I don't know that I like it. I I, I don't know that I see the correlation. Right. And so I went to a couple of games and one of the things I thought, and I think I asked, I may have asked Kuna. I can't remember how I asked the question, but I thought – the biggest issue when I was watching the game was the mental errors. You know, I was like, 
these girls are good, but there's, they were making a lot of mental. It was just the, I don't know if they weren't locked in or if it was the pressure of the game because it was a pretty big game that I went to or just the crowd because both the crowds were into it. So I I didn't know, but I was like, man, there were a lot of little mistakes. And I'm like, if if both teams didn't have those little mistakes, it would have been a crazy you know, crazy sure. mix of, of a game. So, so I don't know. I'm well, throwing it back to you, I guess. What it, phrases, <laughs> phrases that are hitting the gym at the moment are attention and intention. You mentioned intention already. Like you came in and like with a purpose. It yeah. Came to do. So the first one is attention is literally not like, Hey, I need your attention, but like, where are you looking? What are you, where, yeah. what, where is your focus? Because at a volleyball game, we just had a parent meeting too, by the way. And the parent meeting was one of the topics was, you know, cheer for your team enjoy your you know do the thing and also don't be a distraction and the reason i'm saying don't be distractions just think about it for just two seconds how many things this kid's trying to pay attention to mm-hmm. well, she's got her own physical capabilities right then she's got the team around her mm-hmm. then she's got the opponents on the other side then she's got the coaches on her sideline and the sideline the bench kids that are sitting there then she's got the other parent the other parents her own parents like just look around you for a second and then there's 70 courts set up all over the place right so like there's a lot of opportunity for you to space out or just like literally what was that oh oh what's that oh what my dad say like and you're yeah. completely disengaged from the activity yeah so helping them direct their attention is a big coaching point is where are we supposed to be looking right now? Yeah. And then two, your intention. Now that you see something, what are you intending to do with it? What, yeah. what, what how are we going to approach this? So to take it to Bali, I mean, it's, I will start to see the fruits of your labor when I get their eyes in the right spot, when mm-hmm. I get their attention on the right things. And then here's the intended outcome that we're trying to achieve just dig the ball or get to the floor or whatever right and then like now i see ah, right, yeah here we go now do it faster yep. do yeah do it harder now that yep. like you've transitioned yep. like we worked with our 15s team this this week and there's there's some athletes in that group they're, they're a talented group which is yep. super cool but their attention starts to drift sooner than you would like their visual cues they're just looking at the wrong things and then they're surprised by some play or some tip or something that came over the net they're just not you just didn't see that coming it's like well she's three feet in front of you so you can totally see her yeah but your attention is someplace else and then you can't use your strength or quickness or abilities because you're just you've literally stopped it the play is over yeah you didn't even get the chance you're like a drag racer that can't see the light yeah when did i go (laughs) right i don't know (laughs) it's been green yeah yeah you you choose put it in reverse buddy or don't go totally totally yeah and I think the other thing was it's the process, right? You do these things a lot to get proficient. Right. And then it's taking your brain out of it, right? It's just 100%. react. Just yeah. go. And I think some people, probably me, because because I've given this example before. I was an okay athlete. I think my speed was lacking. But I really think some of these athletes can just tune out the other thing you know yeah. there's a lot of them talk about being in the zone or whatever yeah and i think some of it is because they're so focused there's nothing going on and their reaction time and their skill is is that good so yeah how do we get there that's a good freaking question yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah and i, I really do again let's see, we haven't discovered a formula but literally no. we're stumbling into things that like huh that could really help mm-hmm. and again just your attention just talking about it yeah what is your where are you looking what what where's your attention right now it's here. Okay, cool. Then what do you see? 
Yeah. All right. When you see this, here's the binary scenario we've set up. Yeah. When you see A, do B. When you see D, do F. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. Don't or if you don't see those things, don't react that way. Like, yeah. like so just making it really binary for the kids to go A or B now. Because it, it's happening fast. I mean, the average rally lasts seven seconds. So like yeah. and then bam, here comes another one. And bam, here comes another one. So right. If they start to drift for a minute. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're down six points spent. real yeah. quick yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so so yeah, yeah anyway just finding ways to help kind of direct there I no like it's it. cool it, we we live in a world where like failure is is a good thing like we work mm-hmm. we work to to burn ourselves out hit right. failure and like and failure especially especially at the age group that we're operating in and the demographic we're operating in failure and like that side of the world is like very very scary and we have a unique opportunity to like introduce the principles of like no failures failures a good thing because it, it means progress we're trying things that yeah you know we're in hey maybe that didn't work but we're gonna you know problem solved yesterday we were we were doing some crossover running drills and their everybody's eyes go huge when i show them how to do it i'm like you guys haven't even tried it yet just get out here problem yeah. solve with your feet like you guys are all smart girls i know you yeah. are so yeah. just problem solve with your feet now that's the only thing so it's like it's cool we live in a controlled environment where we induce failure all the time right. and hopefully teaching them the process of like that's what winning really looks like you fail and fail and fail you try and you fail you do things wrong and then you you discover oh this is the correct way to do things and you teach them how to win you know through the the lens of failure right. it makes that a whole lot less scary yeah we call that fail faster fail faster exactly <laughs> we like a good alliteration around it <laughs> yeah okay. yeah fail faster Let, let's go get this shit out of the way so yeah. now we can get to the good stuff you're not gonna get good until you mess this up so mm-hmm. let's go true let's go fail faster yeah yeah and winning's hard not everybody wins all the time yeah. so it's like Most people they, you know, and it's like yeah exactly <laughs> right so it's like well, hitting hitting a good spike or whatever like that's you know that's a win so you come by a lot of failures before you hit you know they they hit a good one so finding ways to give them a taste of some success they understand what it feels like because we all know that shit feels good so they're going to want to grab onto that and chase that i think that's the big trick it's funny because i'm cleaning up so to bring some things in and in the garage mike left his jordan poster okay that's the i have failed yeah i did this i failed so many times and the girls won't know who jordan is probably (laughs) most of them but i'm like i need to bring that in yeah so that they can read it because i remember mike would mike would send people over and you know he'd be working on something and you just see they were losing it it's like go read the poster and then come back and it was like I have failed this many games because I missed this shot. I did this, you know, it's like, but I, but through these failures, I have succeeded, you know, and it's, so it's a really good thing. And, and I, but I think you're right at that age, failure is bad, but we all know as coaches, sometimes you learn a lot more when you fail. You're like, okay, you, you saw how we competed. You saw what they did. You saw where our end result was. You know where our mistakes were. Let's clean that up, and guess what, yeah. guys? Then we're going to be going in the direction we need to go to yeah. get to sit to follow up on your the taste of success. That little taste we we call that catch them doing it right. Like yo, yo, hey, what'd you do? And they're like, I did the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do that yeah. again. They're like okay, and then you mess it up. All right, cool. So now what? What would you have done? We're trying to ask a lot more questions. Yeah, like help develop that side. Like, yeah. Okay, it hit me up high. All right, cool. What do we do when we hit it up high? Oh, we pick a side, lift a leg, keep space. We like do the keys, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Good. You yeah, know the problem. Yeah, you, you know how to you do it. You don't need me anymore. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Go do the thing. 
that's no, and that's awesome. that's where the secret is. I mean, that's where the 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 game is for us as coaches. Is like, we, I was just thinking about this last night. Like, how do you approach somebody that they're not getting it? They're not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. You got to coach them up. You got to find a way through. Like that's that's now your fault. Like yeah. you, you're not coaching now. You're you're like because we've all had coaches that were like you're just doing it wrong. You're yeah. just you know yeah, just do it that's exactly. Right. Yeah. Thanks, coach. <laughs> watch watch helpful. him. Watch how he does it. It's yeah. like that's not coaching. That's no, not you know right. you got to find a way right. through. It. And that's that's you know the best of the best can and 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 a lot can't. But that's the fun part. That's why I love what I do. It's like I really like the ones that are like I. Uh, time a hundred. I still don't get it. Like yeah. you, you got to yeah. find a way through, and you got to coach them up. Yeah. You no, know? and I, and I agree. And I wanted to finish with this because, and I'll ask you, Nate. But I think you guys, I like the way you guys coach. There, there yeah. really are no abrasive coaches. Yeah. I like the way we coach because I do think. And there can be some abrasive coaches out there that do a really good job and, and get it done. But I think for the age groups that we have, you have to learn how to communicate and really bring it down to their level so so that they do understand. And, and that's not easy to do, but good coaches figure out a way. They don't just go, just you've seen it, do it right. You know, they learn how to communicate and open up those lines on both sides so that they, so that they can figure out where the kid's coming from. And maybe they don't see it like we see it. And you're like, okay, this isn't going to work for you. We got to go this way. You know, we're going to go through the back door to get this, you know, through. So my last question where we'll leave it at is how do you consider your coaching style? What do you think you've learned the most in the last few years? And and what do you like to, uh, I don't know how to ask this, but uh, what what's worked the best with you and your young girls and and bringing them along? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, but the the gist is, I mean, you said a second ago, the biggest fear of a 13 and 14 year old girl is looking stupid. There's no freaking way that this kid <laughs> is going to do the thing that you just asked her to do if she's going to look stupid in front yeah. of everyone else. Yeah, full stop. Now, as they get better with each other, they start to realize that, oh, like, yeah, you looked dumb that time. But it's cool. I still love you. But the initial initial time, the first three or four meetings with one of those kids, you just have to show them that, A, this is a safe place to look stupid, and we're all going to do it at the same time. We're all going to look stupid together. So, like, we take that, like, fear of of standing out and and being, uh, again, like, objectify that ooh this kid sucks if she sucks and I hang out with her now her suck is on me and now I look bad <laughs> so like I'm not doing none of that yeah. I'm just gonna stay back here she messes up awesome good job <laughs> like that is yeah. the yeah, default that's... for the most of the that age group is that they just uh no until I know what to do and I understand what's going on and then I'll start to put myself out there a little bit more a little mm-hmm. bit more so oh. that like that realization and it it continues until 1825 whatever sure that's just part of who who they are as they grow up is there's this very complex web of communication going on between females and how they interact and how they think and how they like it's super complex Mm -hmm. and it's been fun for years to be around them and watching the young ones learn how to be that and how to interact with that and sometimes they do it right and sometimes they don't right (laughs) sometimes they struggle (laughs) with it so that's that's been a big takeaway from coaching for me is putting myself in a position where I understand where they're coming from so that I can then 
uh, ramp it up or bring it back as necessary. I love so it. there's, mm. there's times where it's like, yo, everybody move your asses now. Ooh. Like everybody, let's go. Right. And then there's the like, not everybody, just you. How do, how do <laughs> yeah. we handle that? Yeah. And, and that's been a big one too is like, all right, at first we're going to have a like, we have some kind of rapport and we have a like a gentle session between the two of us about, I'm noticing that you're not doing the thing I'm asking. I don't want to put you on blast, but we also need to address it. So like, yo, when you're here, these are the things we expect. I need you to move quickly. You're a part of this group and the group is moving. And if you drag us down, that's not good for you. That's not good for us. Yeah. So get going. And then after a couple of times of that, it's a like, hey, everybody, Julie needs to move faster. <laughs> and we see how peer pressure works. So like these are tools. Yeah. Hammers are not inherently evil. It's a tool. So peer pressure is one of the things that I tend to use in that environment too, is I know that there's a group dynamic here. And I understand that they don't want to stick out or fail or struggle or look stupid. So let's encourage them to go this way because this is what we're doing. Yeah. And if we can all get on the same page, then no one feels like they're stupid or left behind or out or the worst one or whatever. I mean, every team has a worse player. Awesome. It, it, it happens. <laughs> like, it, it, every team it happens. One through 12. <laughs> Somebody's 12. All right, cool. So what are we going to do with that 12? Coach her up. Let's make it better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's been a big takeaway from coaching is just trying to help help guide their their group dynamic, guide their physical development, guide their personal development. Like it's, There's a lot going on. And I think at specifically at NJ, we're in a closed circuit environment. There's there's not a lot of like club hopping and jumping around and being in different spaces. We're like raising children. And I know it sounds dramatic, but from eight to 18, there's these kids that come here three days a week, every yep. day from that entire time. Like they're here in summer for three days a week. They're here during the fall when they're in eighth grade. Like yep. we see these kids a lot. Right. So we just want to be like fair with that and responsible with that and make yeah. sure that we're attacking all the different things that are happening in their lives so that when they come out of it, they're strong, confident, they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They yeah. they know how to work with other people. They know how to people that don't like. They are, you know, like yeah. Just being mindful that we're doing more than just bumping volleyball. Just yeah. coaching, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, and that's one of the things that we've talked about before, and and I think you guys do a great job. It's it's not just coaching. It's it's developing good people. Yeah, uh, well rounded. Well, you know, the, the the full <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, we're making good humans. Is the effort. that's right. That's, that's the effort, right. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, sir. Thanks, gang. We'll see you soon. See ya. See you. A true coach is a motivator, a sympathetic mentor, and a total hammer when called for. Like, how do you approach somebody that they're not getting it? They're not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. You got to coach them up. You just have to show them that, A, this is a safe place and we're all going to do it at the same time. I like the way you guys coach. A Fit Life, the Living Stronger series with Rob Blake and special guest Nate is supported by Flask App and Lear, and they'll return after the break to wrap the show. Stay tuned. We've had the provider mentality for a long time. Growing up and watching dad and mom cook wild game, whether it was an Italian lasagna or a spaghetti, I watched in awe and I couldn't wait to be old enough to do it. Then we got to travel and meet all of these different chefs at all these different lodges in Argentina and Uruguay or Paraguay or Arkansas or Missouri or Chef Mark Lindsay who you hear on the podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody, a lot up in Minnesota at Trapper's Landing, part of the Reed's family of brands. And I started to learn so many different unorthodox, out-of-the-box, 
Fox ways of preparing Mr. Billy Bogey's smothered deer steak at Prairie Wings Duck Club in Arkansas or the duck empanadas at Duck Guides of Argentina. And they all became part of the Provider Cookbook, the Provider Mentality. At theproviderlife.com, our rubs, our original 10 in the Ultimate Pack, including the swine and the flaky, the spawn, the drop tine, the foul, the crosshairs, the brit, the dragon, the sonora. Then we introduced the brand beef rub and the mother clucking chicken rub. And you can find recipes at theproviderlife.com. Check out the Provider TV on the My Outdoor TV app, Mo TV, part of the Outdoor Sportsman's Group and the Outdoor Channel family of brands. We got more coming. We got so much more coming. Good luck out in the field. Good luck out on the rivers. I hope you get those wild turkey nuggets and that pickle juice right away and get ready to throw down with some different rubs on them. The provider lifestyle. We're so honored to live it. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be outdoorsmen, hunter, gatherers, conservationists, and providers. Again, theproviderlife.com. Thank you for visiting. Vision. I just had a lens retraction surgery last year it's pretty much like cataracts that you're going to get in your 60s 70s everybody's going to get it once you get it your vision is there it's never changing artificial lenses i had it at 40s and i'm telling you with what i do with duck hunting and scouting and watching my daughter grow up i'm just so thankful that i'm back to 2015 in my right eye and 2020 in my left eye thanks to dr matt mills who you've all heard on our podcast but i want to protect my eyes and that's exactly where one of our badass partners comes in Oakley, Oakley eyewear, the Oakley culture, the Oakley lifestyle. Protect your vision when you're shooting, when you're fishing. Nothing worse than getting a hook in the eye with somebody casting on the same boat. You just can't take it for granted. The damage the sun can cause, the rays, the UV, just keeping the dust and the dirt out of your eyes, just everything during a hunt, pit blind, boat blind, it doesn't matter, sun up. They make different lenses for different skies. They're sold all over the world and they support the military and the blue line and conservation and hunting and fishing in the outdoors and living off the land. And we never hunt without our Oakleys. Everybody's like, why you always got your sunglasses on? Shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. You probably shouldn't in turkey hunting. I don't wear them in turkey hunting because of the vision of a turkey and the reflection. But when I'm shooting trap range or the sporting clays or the skeet or the five stand, or I'm in a duck hunt or a goose hunt, I have my Oakleys with me at all time. I put them in my banded backpack. I have them in an Oakley hard case. I keep them protected. The prism lenses everything that goes in to the technology behind the Oakley brand and the frames, the function of them, all of the different lenses that you can get, like I mentioned, and the way they protect our eyes. The prism lens technology is second to none. You got to get a pair of Oakleys. I know there's a lot of choices out there when you want to protect your eyes, but remember, please support the brands that support this lifestyle. Oakley, the official eyewear of the Foul Life TV, the Foul Life podcast, and everything we do here at The Provider and Where the Pavement Ends. Thank you so much for supporting Oakley. Being in the backyard at camp, being with friends and family, one thing that the pandemic did is it got us back in our backyards. It got us staying home more. And man, we just started doing so many cookouts, so much grilling. And we've been partnered with Traeger Grills for the last decade. And I don't know if you can be more innovative than what this brand has done from the new Timberline XL and the new Flat Rock, the Ironwood 885, all of their pellets, their rubs, their sauces, their glazes, their smash burger kit. You name it, Traeger Grills is awesome. And we 
We use them a ton. I'm sure you've seen it on the Foul Life. You've seen it in our social media. Get creative. Be innovative. Think outside of the box. Wild game, domestic, vegetables, desserts, pizzas. You can do it all on a Traeger grill. And like I mentioned, that Timberline XL with that conduction plate. I'm talking high heat, reverse sear steaks. Anything you want to put on there gets it done in a hurry after you put a little smoke on them on the grill. Transfers right over. So easy. Everything is simplified. You can download the Traeger. Traeger Grills app. You can find recipes. You can work with pros like Matt Pittman at Meat Church and Chad Ward at Whiskey Bent Barbecue and so many others from across the country to master these recipes. It's simple and that's what Traeger is all about. They did not want your backyard experience to be complex. So when you're thinking of fun and good food and flavor recipes, thinking outside the box, think no further than Traeger Grills. I can't wait to get back in my Traeger Grill. Just cook up something delicious. Thank you all very much. And that concludes A Fit Life, the Living Stronger series for today's workout. We do a lot of talking, and hopefully you pick out a few pearls and uh, roll. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, gang. We'll see you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to A Fit Life, the Living Stronger series. On Jack Daniels Presents, This Life Ain't For Everybody. Catch all new episodes and archive broadcasts on SoundCloud, iHeart, Spotify, thislifeain'tforeverybody.com, or on your preferred streaming platform. Stay in the game and always push forward.